Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Ten minutes after one o'clock, so travellers around the world were up in arms as they were stuck everywhere because Thomas uh, Thomas Cook um, was just liquidated. And the announcement came so abruptly, nobody saw it coming. And you had stories upon stories of people saying, well, I was on holiday, I'm here getting married, and I'm stuck. People are being kicked out of holiday homes, people are being kicked out of uh, hotel rooms, and they're not able to fly back. I mean, it's a complete mess. And the world was, you know, those who are travelers, of course, those who can afford to travel, were really uh, at a distress. And my initial reaction was, so what happens to you if you find yourself in a foreign country even if it is the same country and the agency that set you up was liquidated what recourse do you have as an individual and it's been a big thing in the uk and listen people it's the global village right so people are all over the place so sometimes as well you are not necessarily directly linked to thomas cook so you may not know that you are thomas cook's um, client or customer until someone says at your, your hotel reception ma'am you've got to check out your uh, bill was not paid for whatever the case may be Thomas Cook did not pay us you may find yourself in that situation so we decided to get experts so that you don't find yourself in that situation if you do what happens then Inga Dakeman who is the head of leisure at uh, Westgro joins us now on the line thanks very much for joining us Inga Thank you, and happy World Tourism Day to, to oh, everyone yes. in South Africa. Yes, <laughs> yes happy International Tourism Day, Inga. So if you happen to be a Thomas Cook customer and you are stuck somewhere in the world, what happens? What happens to, to all the arrangements that you've made? What recourse do you have? Um, well, from, from I can only truly speak from a South African and Western Cape perspective. Yes. And hopefully I think the rest of the world would account for that as well um with clients that hang on hang on, hang on Inga, uh, let me just help me help me understand when you say you can only speak to the western cape i know that you represent the western cape but does it mean that the western capes travel um guidelines and all of those regulations don't are not similar to maybe Gauteng and and the northern oh, cape? no 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 globally they they basically all the same but what what i'm trying to say is is with south african businesses that have booked with Thomas Cook. So, for yeah. example, there's a whole yes. tourism value chain. Yeah. And as you've just said in, at the start of your interview, you might not even know that you've booked with Thomas Cook yeah. unless you've booked directly at those retail shops. And I think this is where the difference is. Mm. We, with clients coming via Thomas Cook, they booked with DMCs or destination marketing companies and tour operators that act on their behalf. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if we have clients coming from, from London, booked via Thomas Cook, our DMC, which could potentially be someone, for example, like a Thompson, would have had insurance to make provision for that. I think what has happened with some of the bookings where people were refused entrance might have been where they booked with the actual Thomas Cook travel agency shop. So then, those bills haven't been paid. So there's, there's a bit of a difference. Yes. So, so let's let's stick with the South African context here for a minute. So you may have walked into Thompson's as a South African, and you are interested in a trip to the UK or wherever you want to go. But then Thompson's then does a you know a, a deal with 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 Thomas Cook, unbeknownst to you, right? Is it yeah. is it a foregone conclusion that Thompson's has got insurance on that particular booking for you? 
Well, fortunately, our tour operators, such as Thompson's and SATSA members, are governed by SA law. So mm. they have and they must have insurance in place mm. to cover our visitors against things like that. So even those who might be might have to be redirected, those clients will either be refunded or they will they would be repatriated as as they they try to do. And that I think that is what the the global approach will be as well. Because it's the majority of tour operators operate well and under these circumstances. So, so Inga, if, if I want to book for a holiday and now this whole thing has just freaked me out and I don't want to find myself in the headlines like I'm seeing other people now, what are the questions I should be asking my travel agent? How do I make sure that I don't find myself like these very stranded Thomas Cook customers? Yeah, see, this is quite a unique case and it does, fortunately this doesn't happen quite often. I think what is key for people to understand and this is what we reiterate to all people when they travel locally and abroad, when you make your booking, make sure that you have insurance that will cover you, that you have the sufficient insurance that will cover you. I mean, goodness, you can you can get into an accident overseas as well and then double check with a professional what the appropriate insurance would be so you are not stuck. Um, there will be inconvenience, but hopefully with your insurance you should be covered. Make use of a reputable travel service provider. Make sure they set a that's the members or endorsed by the National Tourism Department, um, accredited members from a local tourism body. Those things are quite important to make sure. And I, and I know the thing and the changes for people to book and explore and pay for their own trip. Mm. But in this light of day, I think it's always important to go back to somebody professional and rather pay that, that fee, that consultancy fee, and make sure that you find wherever you are in the world. Do we have a sense of, you know, whether we have stranded uh, tourists in this country that are Thomas Cook's clients? Um, at this stage, we've had no clear indication of any Thomas Cook um, clients stranded by us. I think they would have booked with one of our local DMCs and they should have been fine. Mm. Um, we've had no indication. Avia Rex deals with them on a case-by-case matter, but it hasn't had a major um, impact immediately. Uh, we are slightly concerned about the, the forward-looking business when the UK visitors historically come to South Africa, and that is when November, December starts. I think the impact will be seen potentially in hotels, tour operators, the service sector, the attractions. That's that's where the where the concern but, might be. In fact, that's my concern exactly at the moment. So yes, you are saying that the actual tourists themselves are not stranded because actually the industry is man, it's managing all of that. But I'm just thinking yeah. now of, of a very small uh, service provider who was booked uh, via Thomas Cook here. And, yeah. and and when you have an influx of people claiming for insurance, what, is that for the, what does that do for the sector? Because this is now a global claim against one yeah. very, big, uh, very big giant uh, player in the industry. Yeah. It's important to note that Although, I mean, we, we completely acknowledge what has happened with Thomas Cook. It's quite important to note that with Thomas Cook, it was a low-cost um, um, airline and an additional route. Our, our main other reason for operators, such as Emirates, BA, Holidays, Trail Finders, Echo Tours, Follow Me to Africa, they still have bulk of the tours, and I'm sure they're reaching out to these other businesses that have engaged with Thomas Cook to 
could possibly help them. So the industry is, is quite resilient. We network with one another. We, we pick one another's business up. But it's important to note that the, the Thomas Cook Airline um, was a seasonal flight. So the numbers weren't that big to South Africa. And, yeah, it was the Gatwick group, which was not the, the busier room. So, is, is so hopefully l- the impact is, is concerning, but it's not as major. Is this likely to be passed down to us consumers when we are now going to insure next time around? Are we going to see premiums being hiked because of this? Sorry, could you just repeat that to me, please? For, for the consumers going forward. Yes. Is this going yeah. to affect our insurance premiums? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think um, this is quite a unique case, and I think because Thomas Cook um, has been established for so long, one has to look back at the history and the business model. So this was not really a new thing coming. Thomas Cook has been um, at the threat of liquidation for almost nine years already, so it's important to know that as well. It doesn't really come as a surprise to us in the tourism industry. So um, I don't think it will really affect insurance policies or insurance premiums. It's always um, safe to, to look at your most suitable option. But I don't think this should deter any client from booking a trip overseas. It's not the norm that businesses are liquidated right. on the same day or overnight as, as it's perceived to be. All right, Inga Dekman, who is the head of leisure at Westgrow. And we were just discussing the uh, liquidation of Thomas Cook, which led thousands, left thousands of tourists stranded around the world. And uh, South Africa apparently is doing their bit to make sure that tourists are not stranded. But we are asking tough questions. If you were stranded, what is your recourse? And uh, what does that mean going forward? How do you secure yourself as a consumer, as a tourist, that this doesn't happen to you?